Chapter Seven of the Diamond Pin by Carolyn Wells. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Seven, the case against Bannard. It's just this way," said Lucille Darrell positively. "This house is mine, and I want it to myself. Ursula Pell is dead and buried, and she can't play any more tricks on anybody." i admit that was a hard joke on you iris to get a dime and pin when for years you've been expecting a diamond pin i can't help laughing every time i think of it but all the same that's your business not mine and of course you and mr bannard will get your jewels yet somehow that woman left some explanation or directions how to find her hoard of gems you needn't tell me she didn't that's just it miss darrell and iris looked deeply perplexed i've never known aunt ursula to play one of her foolish tricks but what she made it up as she called it to her victim why her diary is full of planned jokes and played jokes but always it records the amends she made i think yet that somewhere in that diary we'll find the record of where her jewels are i don't declared bannard i've read the thing through twice and it does seem to have vague hints but nothing of real importance i've read it too at least some of it and miss darrell looked thoughtful and i think the reference to the crypt is of importance also i think her idea of having a jewelled chalice made is in keeping with the idea of a crypt as a hiding-place what more like ursula pell than to manage to hide her gems in the crypt of a church and then desire to leave a chalice to that church there's no crypt in the episcopal church here objected iris i didn't say here the church i take it is in some other place she had no notion of giving a chalice to mr bowen she just teased him about that but she meant it for some church in chicago where she used to live or up in that little main town where she was brought up and where her father was a minister this may all be so bannard admitted but it's pure supposition on your part have you any better supposition any other theory any clear direction in which to look No and the young man frowned i haven't i think that diamond pin business unspeakably small and mean i put up with those tricks as long as i could stand them but to have them pursue me after mrs pell is dead is a little too much it's none of it her family's fortune anyway my uncle mr pell owned the jewels and left them to her she did quite right in dividing them between her own niece and myself but far from right in so secreting them that they can't be found and they never will be found of that i'm certain the will itself said they would doubtless be discovered what a way to put it that's all so win iris spoke wearily but we must try to find them couldn't that crypt be in this house not in any church bannard looked at the girl curiously do you think so he said briefly you mean a concealed place i suppose put in miss darrell well remember this house is mine now and i don't want any digging into its foundations promiscuously if you can prove to me by some good architect's investigation that there is such a place or any chance of such a place you may open it up but i won't have the foundations undermined and the cellars dug into hunting for a crypt that isn't there of course we can't prove it's here until we find it or find some indications of it iris agreed but you've invited us both to stay here for a week or two i know i did but i wish i hadn't if you're going to tear down my house now now miss darrell 
bannard couldn't help laughing at her angry face we're not going to pull the house down about your ears and if you don't want iris and me to visit you as you asked us to just say so and we'll mighty soon make ourselves scarce we'll go to the village inn to-day if you like no no don't be so hasty take a week iris to get your things together and you stay that long too mr bannard but of course it isn't strange that i should want my house to myself after a time not at all miss lucile iris smiled pleasantly you are quite justified i will stay a few days and then i shall go to new york and live with a girlfriend of mine who will be very glad to have me and i will remain but a day or two here said bannard and though i may be back and forth a few times i'll stay mostly in my new york rooms i admit i rather want to look around here for it seems to me that as heirs to a large fortune of jewels it's up to iris and myself to look first in the most likely hiding-places for them and where more probable than the testator's own house also miss darrell there will yet be much investigation here in an endeavour to find the murderer you will have to submit to that of course i shall put no obstacles in the way of the law that detective hughes is a most determined man he said yesterday just before the funeral that to-day he should begin his real investigations and the detective made good his promise he arrived at pellbrook and announced his determination to make a thorough search of the place house and grounds the crypt business he declared for he had read the diary means a whole lot it's no church vault my way of thinking it's a crypt in this here house and the jewels are there mark that also the concealed crypt is part of or connected with the secret passage that leads into that room where the windows are barred and that's how the murderer got in or at least how he got out but but there isn't any such crypt and iris looked at him imploringly if there were don't you suppose i'd know it you might and then again you mightn't returned hughes then he added and then again maybe you do a painful silence followed for the detective's tone and glance even more than his words hinted an implication and i wish you'd tell me he went on to iris just what that funny business about the ten-cent piece means did your aunt tell you she was going to leave you a real diamond yes for years mrs pell has repeatedly told me that in her will she had directed that i was to receive a small box from her lawyer which contained a diamond pin that is i thought she said a diamond pin but of course i know now that she really said a dime and pin that is not at all surprising for it was the delight of her life to tease people in some such way but she knew you thought she meant a diamond pin of course she did she never put it in writing no then she would have had to spell it and spoil the joke i don't resent that little trick it was part of her nature to do those things did she never refer to its value not definitely she sometimes spoke of the valuable pin that would some day be mine or the important legacy i should receive or the great treasure she had bequeathed to me but i never remember of hearing her say it was a costly gem or a valuable stone she was always particular to tell the literal truth while intentionally misleading her hearer you see i am so familiar with her jest that i know all these details it seems to me now that i ought to have realized from the way she said dime and pin that she was tricking me but few people pronounce diamond with punctilious care nearly everybody says diamond not in new england observed lucille darrell positively perhaps not agreed iris 
but anyway it never occurred to me that she meant anything else than a diamond pin and one of her finest diamonds at that however as i said it isn't that joke of hers that troubles me so much as the thought that she left her entire collection of jewels to mr bannard and myself and gave us no instructions where to find them it isn't like her to do that either she has left directions which we must find or she fully intended to do so and her sudden death prevented it that's what i'm afraid of she was of a rather procrastinating nature and also greatly given to changing her mind now she distinctly states in her diary that the jewels are all in the crypt and i am firmly convinced that she intended to or did tell where that crypt is if we can't find any letter or other revelation we must look for the crypt itself but i confess i think that would be hunting a needle in a haystack for aunt ursula had a varied life and before she settled down here she lived in a dozen different cities in many parts of the world you're right miss clyde and hughes nodded she probably left some paper telling where that crypt is situated me i believe it's in this house but all the same we've got to look mighty sharp i don't want to miss it i can tell you sorry miss darrell but we'll have to go through your cellar with a keen search that's all right miss darrell acquiesced i'm more than willing to allow a police hunt but i don't want every tom dick and harry pulling my house to pieces lucky my name's winston said bannard good-naturedly do you mind if i go with the strong arm of the law no said his hostess and don't misunderstand me young man i've nothing against you personally but i don't admit your rights as i do those of the police i know i understand and bannard followed the detective down the cellar stairs all this occurred the day after ursula pell's funeral in the four days that had elapsed since her inexplicable death no progress had been made toward solving the mystery the coroner's inquest had brought out no important evidence there were no clues that promised help and though the police were determined and energetic they had so little to work on that it was discouraging but hughes was a man of bulldog grit and perseverance he argued that a mysterious murder had been committed and the mystery had to be solved and the murderer punished that was all there was about it so to work and his work began in accordance with the dictates of his judgment in the cellar of ursula pell's house and it ended there for that day no amount of scrutiny of sounding walls or measuring dimensions brought forth the slightest suspicion hope or even possibility of a secret vault or crypt within the four walls hughes had two assistants skilled builders both bannard added his efforts but no stone or board was there that hadn't its own honest use and place coal bins ash pits wood boxes cupboards and portable receptacles were investigated with meticulous care and the result was absolutely nothing to bear out the theory of a crypt of any sort or size concealed or otherwise and that settles that notion summed up hughes as he made his report to the two interested women of course you must see there's two ways to approach this case one being from the question of how the murderer got in and out of that room and the other being who the murderer was of course if we find out either of those things we're a heap forwarder toward finding out the other see i see said miss darrell but i should think you'd find it easier to work on your first question for here's the room the door the lock and all those things but as to the murderer he's gone clearly put ma'am and quite true but the room and lock in plain sight though they are don't seem to be of any help 
whereas the murderer though he's gone may not be able to stay gone just what do you mean by that asked bannard two things sir one is that they do say a murderer always returns to the scene of his crime rubbish i've heard that before it doesn't mean a thing any more than the old saw that murder will out is true all right sir that's one then again there's a chance that said murderer may not be able to stay away because we may catch him that's the talk said bannard now you've said something worth while get your man and then find out from him how he accomplished the impossible or rather the seemingly impossible for since somebody did enter that room there was a way to enter it it isn't the entering you know mr bannard everybody was out of the living-room at the time and the intruder could have walked right in the side door of that room and through into mrs pell's sitting-room the question is how did he get out after ransacking the room and killing the lady and then leave the door locked after him all right that's your problem then but as i said if he did do it or since he did do it somebody ought to be able to find out how i'll subscribe to that somebody ought to be able to but who is the somebody don't ask me i'm no detective no sir now mr bannard what about this do you think that florentine pocket-book that was found emptied as if by the robber is the one that your aunt left you in her will i think it is mr hughes but i am by no means certain indeed i suppose it only because it looks as if it had held something of value which the intruder cared enough for to carry off with him you think it looks that way i don't interposed iris i think there was nothing in it and that's why it was flung down if it had had contents the thief would have taken pocket-book and all not necessarily said bannard but it's all supposition if that's the pocket-book my aunt willed to me it's worthless now if there is another florentine pocket-book i hope i can find it you see miss darrell we'll have to make a search of my aunt's belongings why all the jewels may be hidden in among her clothing no and iris shook her head decidedly aunt ursula never would have done that oh i don't think so either but we must hunt up things she may have had a dozen florentine pocket-books for all i know but the will said in the desk iris reminded him and there's no other in the desk and that one has been there for a long time i've often seen it there you have said hughes a little surprised what was in it i never noticed i never thought anything about it any more than i thought of any other book or paper in mrs pell's desk she didn't keep money in it that i know but she did keep money in that little handbag quite large sums at times well hughes said at last by way of a general summing up i've searched the cellar and i've long since searched the room where the lady died and now i must ask permission to search the room above that one of course agreed miss darrell that's your room iris yes the detective is quite at liberty to go up there at once so far as i am concerned the others remained below while hughes and iris went upstairs but after a few minutes they returned and hughes declared that all thought of any secret passage from iris's room down to her aunt's sitting-room was absolutely out of the question this house is built about as complicatedly as a packing-box he laughed there's no cubby or corner unaccounted for there are no thickened walls or unexplained bulges or measurements that don't gee no siree however that wretch got out of that locked room it was not by means of a secret exit 
i'll stake my reputation on that now having for a moment dismissed the question of means or method from my mind i want to ask a few questions of one concerning whom i frankly admit i am in doubt mr bannard you've no objection of course to replying of course not returned bannard but he suddenly paled iris too turned white and caught her breath quickly don't you answer win she cried don't you say a word without counsel why iris nonsense mr hughes isn't isn't accusing me i'll put the questions and you can do as you like about answering hughes spoke a little more gruffly than he had been doing and looked sternly at his man were you up in this locality on sunday afternoon mr bannard i was not i've told you so before that doesn't make it true how do you explain the fact that mrs pell made out to you a cheque dated last sunday i've already discussed that bannard spoke slowly and even hesitatingly but he looked hughes in the eye and his glance didn't falter my aunt drew that cheque and sent it to me by mail we've proved she sent no letter to you on sunday oh no you haven't you've only proved that campbell didn't mail a letter from her to me hughes paused then went on slowly all right when did you get that letter how do you know i got it at all because you've deposited the cheque in your bank in new york and how did i deposit it by mail from here day before yesterday certainly i did well but banner's jauntiness was forced his voice shook and his fingers were nervously twisting hughes continued sternly i ask you again mr bannard how did you receive that cheque how did it come into your possession easily enough i wrote to my hotel to forward my mail and they did so there were two or three cheques the one in question among them and i endorsed them and sent them to the bank by mail i frequently make my deposits that way but mr bannard i have been to your hotel i have interviewed the clerk who attended to forwarding your mail and he told me there was no letter from Berrien he overlooked it you can't expect him to be sure about such a minor detail he was sure if mrs pell did mail you that cheque in a letter on sunday it would have reached new york on monday by that time the papers had published accounts of the mysterious tragedy up here and any letter from this town would attract attention especially when addressed to the nephew of the victim of the crime that's what happened however and bannard succeeded in forcing a smile if you don't believe it the burden of proof rests with you no sir we don't believe it we believe that you were up here on sunday that you received that cheque from the lady's own hand that the half-burned cigarette was left in that room by you and the new york paper also in addition to this we believe that you abstracted the paper of value from the florentine pocket-book and that you were the means of mrs pell's death whether by actual murder or by attacking her in a fit of anger and cruelly maltreating her finally flinging her to the floor with murderous intent you were seen hanging around the nearby woods about noon and concealed yourself somewhere in the house while the family were at dinner these things are enough to warrant us in charging you with this crime and you are under arrest a shrill whistle brought two men in from outside and winston bannard was marched to jail End of chapter seven